Hey, welcome to the club. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce our podcast and explain what we do. We will go over mysterious and unsolved cases, a bit of the paranormal, and of course, conspiracies. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast provider. Also, a new episode of The Cloak comes out every Monday. So don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook forward slash The Cloaked Podcast and catch us on Twitter at The Cloaked underscore. And don't forget to like and rate us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of The Club. I'm White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today is a very different episode. Um, of course, we uh, bring you normally a lot of stories, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the conspiracy stuff and paranormal. And today it's a different episode. Um, we have a series of different stories that are occurring uh, around the world, actually. Um, and so we want to give you something different every month current events that are happening uh, just to give you a little bit of that info and audio the first thing i kind of want to talk about here real quick something i just actually came across and it's um, part of our cryptozoology news and this comes from hayward wisconsin and it's about a wisconsin driver who sees uh bigfoot right and so this um, this is fairly new, and there's an, actually another story uh, before I go in. I guess before I go into um, this, <laughs> this guy was arrested. This is like unrelated to the, the Wisconsin story. <laughs> okay. Um, but the, this guy got arrested. Um, I'm trying to find the article, but this guy got arrested for attacking a guy um, who he thought was Bigfoot. <laughs> but it wasn't. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was, it was just the guy. a regular guy swimming by the river or something like that. Um, so he thought it was. He it was, was Bigfoot, Bigfoot, and he thought it was a good idea to attack to Bigfoot. attack him. Yeah, and it turns like, out it to wasn't pick a Bigfoot. fight with him. Yeah, and it's just a normal guy, and <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, back to this story. Uh, back to Wisconsin. Uh, so this woman claims she was driving on the highway and. Uh, and this is back in May, and she spotted this creature around 5 p.m. on this long stretch of highway. And she states that I glanced over and saw something upright. It was not a bear. I know what a black bear looks like. Um, so this is something that she stated to the uh, uh, good friends here at the BFRO, Investigator Bread Love. And so she says she stomped and went back to the area and that was well I mean she went back to see what it was and couldn't hear anything you know how we talk about how there's always these strange things that occur and one of the things that people uh, describe when it gets weird or there's a like a strange phenomena that they don't hear birds well, this, like all the animals know they're all to of be a sudden, quiet. Yes. So this lady was saying that not even the birds were heard. That she went back 
and she was freaking out of the situation. She was a little scared. And not uh, scared enough to not go back. Though. Well, yeah, not scared to go back. Uh, <laughs> go back. But her children were in the car. They were not able to see exactly what was happening. And then uh, she, I guess she went, she left. But um, she couldn't see that there was any tracks or anything or anything other of what she saw. She was not able to observe any of the facial details due to the creature being Very she's not scary. sure but she's estimating you know how people when they estimate distance <laughs> yeah. um so she claims that it possibly was about a thousand feet away she again <laughs> um okay. she's she's not sure um but i mean when you're in a moving vehicle you know it's one of those things where you're in a moving vehicle you're not sure what you saw but again this she is saying that she went back to see what it was but she is very sure that it wasn't a bear. I mean, she lives in the area, and she's going to be familiar with what a bear looks like. She's seen a, be- she's black seen a bear, bear before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, you know, it's like one of those things where, you know, it, you, you, when you've seen a creature so many times, you know what it looks like. So, yeah. like, I've seen raccoons. I know what a raccoon <laughs> looks like. So if I see something running around, you know, in, in, in the dark... And it looks like generally this. I'm gonna assume it's a raccoon. I'm gonna right. At least get a good get estimate that it's a. You're not gonna raccoon. be like it's a tiny Bigfoot running around. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna freak out with yeah. It's a tiny Bigfoot, um, but definitely yeah. Um, so let's get to one of the other stories. Um, this strange one um, comes from London. It's a mysterious statue. I guess it was like found within their antiques area. And the uh, from the Lincoln Cathedral, and it came with what is it like a map or something? It had strange symbols on it. Let's see, yeah, to the London Lincoln Cathedral. Well, um, it's um, it's a wooden knight, mm-hmm. is what it looks like. Uh, it's supposed to be potentially 400 to 600 years old, right? It was found in the Lincoln Cathedral Tower. Locked up. Oh, in the, in the tower. Yeah. So oh, it's. Okay. I guess it's. It's considered like one of their artifacts, but they didn't really know about it, so it just got discovered all of a sudden. Yeah. So it's fairly recent. Um. The thing that's. It's supposed to be a clock jack, which is just like one of the wooden figures that would be on a big clock. Right. And. Uh, they didn't really know what it was at first, but they were able to figure out that that's probably what it is. Now this is not one of those figures that moves, right? It's not one of. The, it's just a. It a, would have moved at, I don't know exactly how it would have moved right but it would have been something like a an animated clock thing so like when it turns it would hit the the time so that it can chime so it would have been animated yeah like as okay. animated as yeah. a super old clock would be but it was uh, it didn't come with a, a paper but it, it they found a drawing of what they think it belonged to which was a clock, and right. that dr- that sketch had all this weird symbolism and shorthand on it that they couldn't identify and they uh, can't okay. decipher. So it. they found a sketch separate to the object. It wasn't found like on the object. Right. So it's uh, symbols that appear to be in the form of a shorthand on the sketch by Samuel Buck, who is the I guess the guy who was designing the clocks. Right. Um. 
okay, so the clock, so this discovery per se, they're, so they're trying to figure out what this, um, these symbols are on this clock. Um, because it, I mean, it just comes with these cryptic symbols. Now I looked at the symbols and the symbols don't look like they're like a scribble. I mean, they say that it could be a scribble. Because uh, they're saying, well, even sometimes a scribble is just a scribble, but um, they, to me, they don't look like they are a scribble. You know when they're so, deliberate. So when you sketch something and you want something to look like words or something to that effect, you do these weird scribbles. But these on um, the scribbles on on this sketch didn't look like scribbles. They're like symbols. They do look like symbols. They look, they honestly, if you Google a picture of shorthand, it looks like that. Which is like what people would use in like secretary positions to take notes really fast or just take notes really fast in general. Mm-hmm. But um, this is, of course, from like the 16th century, possibly. So we don't really know what it means. Yeah. I guess it doesn't match any shorthand that we would know of today. Right. So, I mean, essentially, they could be shorthand, or maybe they're just, like, doodles, per se, right? Yeah, and I guess there was, on the sketch that they did find, uh, there was a phrase that they do know what it says, and it was something like, the, the glass doth run, the globe doth go, awake from sin, why sleep you so? So that was the only thing they were able to make out. Hmm. Which sounds kind of religious, but it, it also could be a lot of then, different things. Again, this is a clock that's on a church, so... Yeah, so it makes so, sense. Yeah. Um, something like that would definitely make sense on it. But, I mean, obviously, you're going to have people thinking that it's something else more... Could be hidden. Like, why was it locked up in the tower? Why was it weird. locked up? Um, what's with these strange symbols? Are these strange symbols what people think they are or are they does it mean something else i mean the list kind of goes on of what if what it could be i mean you know if you start looking at symbols and you have all the people who think no or look at logos and look at symbols <laughs> and you're thinking robert langdon over here you're thinking fucking uh the da vinci code and they're thinking treasure map and they're thinking <laughs> a hidden room somewhere with crypto messages well i mean maybe because like the clock the the prague astronomical clock right has controversy with that too just because it's something that people look at all day long right and if it has a lot of the clocks were tied to churches right or like they had some kind of religious connotation right but if they put symbology on there that contradicted the church yeah that's where maybe the designer of the clock was trying to say something else with it and yeah. it contradicted the teachings so I maybe know. i mean kind of an i don't know and sometimes to me it's, it's a little far-fetched to kind of put things in plain sight but then again sometimes in plain sight it's probably the, the best way to go i guess um but you know it's going to be one of those things where people don't know. I mean, it, it could have been anything. Sometimes it's nothing. Um, I mean, that's exactly what the, the Prague astronomical clock looks like, though. It's, like, religious, but then it has all this occult stuff on it. So it's just, right. like, completely in and plain can, sight. <laughs> yeah, in plain sight. But, you know, 
unless you're in, you don't know what anything of that means. Yeah. You know what I mean? It will always be like one of those things where what does it actually mean? Um, I don't know. Um, the other thing uh, that's kind of also been happening is the the wolves that escaped from Chernobyl. Well, I mean, they escape <laughs> per se. They live there. They live there, but they're normally... they. Well, here's the thing. They keep track of some of this wildlife, right? They have monitors. And so these monitors ping where some of these animals are. And they would... Essentially, if you're not familiar with the Chernobyl... Uh, this was something that happened back in 86. It was, uh, some people call it the Chernobyl disaster. Other people call it the, the accident, the Chernobyl accident. Now this happened in the 25th, 26th of April, back in 1986, uh, when the Chernobyl nuclear power plant had, um, uh, I guess like it had some kind of a, uh, an overfill or a spill of some sort and it caused an explosion and the release of like steam and it was poisonous gas and it's radioactive and it was a pretty good um well not good but like a pretty bad situation uh for the people there at chernobyl that were working at the plant and it caused two deaths like immediately uh after the explosion um it uh like I believe 28 firemen and employees died uh, from radio uh, radiation uh, sickness. Um, so 134 of the people that worked at the plant got sick, yeah. right? And out of the 134 people who that were either working there or the firemen that went to aid, 28 out of those 134 people passed away. Now, it's caused, obviously, people who were there during that situation had, uh, you know, they come, they have, you know, come with, like, sickness here and there, and some people, or the children, or um, newborns after that have been sick, so it's something that, you know, needs to be tracked, and so I, I know there's been issues with, like, thyroid cancer, uh, various cancer developments, um, uh, defects, you know, unfortunately, because um, it messes with your DNA structure. So there's a lot of things that, of course, radiation is going to do the human body. And, you know, a lot of times we just don't know what's going to happen, right? And so, with that being said, um, you have these wolves that were in this area. Now, people who are like wildlife experts or whatever have said, you know, okay, well, the, the animals that were there during the disaster have long passed, right? Mm -hmm. These are now generations of generations of generations because animals, their lifespan's a little different, right? And so, um, and they reproduce a little bit faster, you know, there's a lot of variables that goes into A lot into more that. generations Lateral of them generations. Yeah, yeah, exactly, versus three or four generations, they might have had, you know, 20 generations. And so, you know, they're saying, you know, these wolves, they're, they look a lot healthier. It's still not recommended for hunters to eat anything around this area, you know. Um, so a lot of these people who are avid hunters avoid the general area. 
Um, they don't hunt in Chernobyl or within the limits of Chernobyl. So a lot of these hunters know not to eat any food um, or any vegetation from this area. Uh, so you have these wolves that escaped. Well, not, I keep saying escape, but they didn't really escape. They left the area and they've been seen like um, about like 4,000 square feet, uh, square kilometers actually, 4,000 square kilometers, uh, which is about a thousand, over 1,600 square miles away from the uh, Chernobyl zone. Uh, so, you know, uh, in recent years, this area has become very uh, a tourist attraction. So a lot of people go and visit uh, because now it's open actually to visitors, to tourists. So you can go and visit and see the ruins, right? Uh, there's a few people that live in the living quarters um, that were living during the time frame. And so there's people that still live in that area. Um, but, you know, uh, people were freaking out because these, <laughs> these wolves, um, it gets kind of a little ridiculous, but, like, these people were thinking that these wolves were radioactive wolves. And, you know, if you get bit, you know, they were thinking, you know, uh, you were going to get, like, sick, you're going to, something bad, what's going to happen? I don't know what they're thinking. Like radioactive zombie wolves, basically. Yes, yes. Uh, or mutated, mut but they're not mutated. They're not they, mutated. They look they, totally normal. They look, they're normal wolves. They're, they're, they're normal wildlife and so um you know it's one of those things that people's imagination kind of takes over um the uh the idea of these like radioactive wolves and well, so they are thriving there though well they are they're, thriving there's zone there's seven times the normal amount of wolves yeah. than any other area in Russia, or is it uh, the Ukraine, right? Yeah, it's the exclusion zone. Yeah. So it's like well, free of humans, yes. which is really helping animals but, thrive. Yes, and wildlife is thriving there, and the wolves are definitely thriving there than any any, any area. Um, so that's a good thing uh, for the wildlife, you know what I mean? But I guess they're wondering, too, what happens when... These wolves or other animals that are specifically from this area leave and then start to breed with other animals that are not from yeah. that area. And that's kind of like the um, the reasoning why they're tracking these animals, right? Because uh, they don't want these, uh, like you said, to breed outside the zone. And so I don't know what they're doing to like, you know, keep an eye on that. You know what I mean? Like other than tracking them. Um, so from what I read, they were, they had no, I had said they had, they weren't really fearing anything, um, bad to happen with these wolves or they weren't really, it's, it sounds like they, they were, there was no real concern. Other than people freaking other than people, out. Oh uh, yeah. Freaking out about like these wolves attacking people and these other I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> I mean, if you get attacked by a wolf, that's concerning enough. Yes. But they're concerned that it's like a next level of attack just because of the radioactivity. Right. Yeah. And, and I get the concern. Like, I really do. But I think you're, you're not going to... I mean, other than you being attacked and, you know... Sustaining a wolf attack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> being attacked and, and just being wounded or maybe... I mean, hopefully you don't die from being attacked. Um, but, you know... Uh, 
you normally want to stay away from like a wolf, right? You don't go and pet it. It's not a dog. Um, even at a strange dog, you still wouldn't want to go pet it because you don't know if you know how the dog is. Um, so I don't know. It's just one of those things where you kind of hopefully you think they're their uh, wildlife and uh, environmentalists are looking into this a little bit deeper right than than just i mean because the, the concerning part is the mutation but i mean i think people do people eat wolves mm, no but i remember seeing something about people like still kind of eating animals from this area even though they're not really supposed to yeah or the the eggs of some bird I don't know. It's like, just like very questionable. Like I wouldn't eat it. But. Yeah, like I, yeah, I wouldn't eat anything from this area. I, I would be concerned where like your vegetables are coming from. Yeah, I, mean, the, I mean the land, you know. Yeah, like where where are these like products, these produce are coming from? You know what I mean? I think that would be more of my concern rather than these wolves i mean also if you live in the area where wildlife is you might want to move you might want to <laughs> move or reconsider you know what you're doing there in that area because i mean if wildlife is a thing there i mean it's a thing there and always it's going to be a thing it's basically acting as like a wildlife preservation area yeah. because they're not allowed to have people really do anything there so right it's like almost like a haven for animals like they're actually doing pretty well yeah good for them good for these animals <laughs> until they become I mean, super mutated killer wolves or something i mean they're they're gonna be fine um they'll, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. They'll we be fine. on the other hand who knows who knows <laughs> um so the next story is um where is this from is this from thailand right which one uh the woman found a lie indonesia actually. oh indonesia okay yeah. okay okay so this woman that was found alive wearing the same clothes about a year and a half after her alleged drowning. And I say alleged drowning because she was obviously found alive. Well, actually, she wasn't found. Well, she was found alive, but she was found unconscious, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, this young woman, or well, well, she's still young. I mean, she's in her 50s, but that's still young. It should be young. <laughs> she's 53 now. She's 53 so, and still young. She's depending still young on how, where you are, that's young to you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, in, I guess this is in, <laughs> in Thailand. Uh, so, this lady um, who at the time was 52 on vacation at the beach of Sukhumbumi, I don't know if I'm saying that right, West Java, back in January 8th of 2017, she was out swimming and a huge wave takes her. And that's kind of like, I mean, that's kind of like a lot of people's fear is that you go out, you know, to the beach, you're having a good time, you go into the water because they say there's no dangers in the water. <laughs> Pandora laughs because she's laughing at me and my fear of water. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's not my fear of water. It's what's in the water that you cannot see. You know, White Owl doesn't like water. <laughs> I don't like water. <laughs> so, doesn't like oceans. Doesn't like murky water. I don't like murky. I've seen, seen a lot of jaws. Anyways, <laughs> so she's out there swimming and a current takes her. And that's kind of my fear as well. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You're out there. You're swimming. You're having a good time. And all of a sudden, you're being taken by a current. And if you've ever been out there, um, 
and a current starts to move you you feel like you have no power because you start swimming you're not a very good swimmer that's like you know one of those things where it you feel powerless because you're trying to swim against this current from being you being taken out even that's what more yeah she essentially just got washed away by got, a big yeah, wave and she got taken further out and further and further and so what ends up happening is that there is a lifeguard right there's these lifeguards on duty and they go out there to try to save her but by the time they get where she was she's no longer there she's even more further out so what ends up happening they get the search and rescue they try to go out there and fortunately she is not found um so what ends up happening is about a week later they do the whole search and rescue thing but a week later unfortunately a body gets washed ashore and it was badly decomposed. Now the family says that it wasn't her because A, it lacked a very unique birthmark. Um, the fingernails were a little weird, they say. Um, and I mean, overall it just didn't look like the, the missing relative. And so they do a DNA test, of course, and it turns out the family is correct. That isn't the, the, the relative. It's not the lady, it's not, it's not her. So, you know, but the authorities continue on and, you know, unfortunately, they're not they're not able to find her. They called off operations to the search and rescue and she is pronounced dead by the authorities. And so what ends up happening is, you know, a whole year and a half later, let's say um, back in, in June, actually, of this year, um, a, a relative. I'm not. This is where part where I'm not sure if it's a grandfather or is this an uncle. Did her you? Father. It's her father. Her father is the one who has the the dreams. Yes. Right. So this, their father starts having these dreams that she comes to him in the dream and says that she's still alive, and so that she's waiting to be picked up at the beach, right? Right. And so essentially, he tells the family this, and they go look for her. I'm not sure if this is like an everyday thing or they go to the beach to find her. And again, this is from June. Now, in July, uh, July 1st at 4 a.m., she is found 500 meters or so from where she disappeared. Unconscious, covered in sand, wearing the same clothes she reportedly was wearing, I guess about 18 months ago and it's like a floral yellow dress right um was there black pants because there's mention of black pants and i couldn't even see no that the pictures else. that they show the family holding up is a uh, a pair of sandals they look like just black flip-flops right. covered in a lot of sand and then there's i'm not sure if it's two articles of clothing or what but it looks like right. floral print Dresses. Dresses. One looks like brown with yellow flowers. The other one looks like blue with you know multicolored flowers. She's was she wearing like a one piece or what is like I don't understand. They look like two little dresses, like little summery. Oh okay. So not like a. So I'm trying to figure out if she was wearing like it's a combination of a dress, like a two piece thing, or what is it? It looks like two dresses, so I'm like I don't know what if because, she's wearing two I dresses mean, or like maybe it's a dress and like a little cover up or right. something. But because there's, I mean, of, of course, the internet. There's a lot of questions. People have yeah. like, what's what happened? Where where have you been <laughs> for 18 months? Like, how right. did you survive at sea? Um, because there's a lot of questions, obviously. 
So she was found. She's been, she had been missing for eighteen months. Um, she was taken to a local hospital and um, she's recovering. Right? She's not able to speak, um, but she is able to eat. And yeah, she can eat and drink. Right. She's regained consciousness, mm-hmm. but I mean, seriously, where has she been? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the big question: is where have you been? I mean, she looks. And she appears to be physically healthy and responsive to instructions uh, to move her hands and feet, stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, uh, where you been, lady? You know what I mean? <laughs> where you been? <laughs> yeah, um, Because there's a lot of questions, obviously. I mean, uh, and, and you look at the internet and, of course, people are going to have their, their thoughts and opinions. And, of course, people um, in the area that know her or are familiar with her... And I'm I'm confused about these other reports, and I'm not sure if you found anything different or similar to what I found. But they were saying that she was like some kind of financial advisor or something to that effect, where she helped people put their money into savings. And there's talk that she took off on vacation with these people's money. Other people have reported that no, she returned this money before her going to vacation. So there's a little bit of a mix, uh, I guess, mixed information about that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit everywhere right now. Um, so we don't have a whole lot of clearance on that. Um, but there's people that were saying that on the day she disappeared, um, later on, I guess they f- saw her a little bit dazed and confused trying to find a restroom. Um, other people say they saw her wandering the streets near the beach. Um, and she looked, again, she looked a little bit, um, I guess, confused, a little bit dazed. Um, so there's a lot of talk about that, about that kind of issue. Um, some people were saying that she fled and disappeared because she owed people money, um, or she got in trouble with some sort. So there's a lot of talk about where, you know, what happened. Um, some people are saying it's a botched suicide attempt. Um, you know, and it gets really crazy. Some people say she has to come out to illness. She's suffering from amnesia. You know, people don't know. And then you go into a little bit deeper and people are claiming, no, she time traveled um, because she's wearing the same clothes and they don't look that, you know, I don't know. They don't look, I mean, you showed me the picture, but they don't look, to me, they don't look um, like badly damaged, you know, for it, for it being like 18 months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And was she lost at sea for 18 months? Or did something happen? And then... Because... I mean, what happens to the skin? Like, it starts to get, like, really badly damaged, right? Well, what I'm thinking is what if she... I don't know. Is it a hoax? Was it all that a hoax? Was the Possibly. Like, I mean, I don't know to what end, but... Okay, so everybody saw her get washed away or tried to yeah, rescue her. Right. A lot of people... What if she... I mean, she did wash away. She right. washed up somewhere else. She has amnesia. hmm And she was with somebody somewhere. Right. Just didn't know who she was. And so somebody maybe helped her out. Yeah. But, I mean, she has the same clothes. So maybe she was able to survive somehow, but she didn't know who she was, so she didn't know how to come back. Right. We don't know if she has yeah, amnesia or not. I'm assuming maybe she could, but I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, right now we don't. Because it sounds like she's Indonesian and is 
that's where she was lost too. So it's right. not like she was that far from home. Yeah. Or I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't think she's from another country. Right. But there's definitely a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of questions here. Um, who knows? I mean, well, I guess we'll we'll keep an eye on this uh, story as it develops, and hopefully, we'll find out more information. Maybe she—I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe, if, if it's something like time travel, she will probably say something like, "What are you guys talking about? You know, I've only been gone for you know maybe a day." I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, um, supposedly she was found like face down in the sand, like all weird. Like she just washed up, but it's like it's a year later. It's yeah. almost two years later, you know? Like, yeah. What the hell? Like, what's going on, bro? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to the next uh, big story here. Now, this one occurred, and I think you know a little bit more about this than I do. And this is the 20 students in Ghana unconscious after seeing uh, a ghost or some kind of spirit of some sort right yes well that's i don't really know this one so it was 20 students in a school who just suddenly fell unconscious they got hospitalized right treated there's nothing really wrong with them that they can see like you know they're not suffering from i don't know like exposure to anything right that they could because it's something we talked about, right? It was something that I thought that... Because there was a, some... Now, there was a similar situation where people were falling asleep. This is, again, back in Russia. And there was a chemical being released from the ground, right? It turned out to be these pockets of gas. Right. And they were opening up, and they were releasing these gas, and it was causing these people to fall asleep because they were breathing it in. So too much consumption of this, it was causing them to fall asleep right on the spot. Um, right. But... You know, I guess further testing turns out that this is not the case. Um, no, and now, all these kids were saying that they were, they had seen a ghost, ghosts of, uh, you know, former students who have passed away. That's weird, like former students. Or, How do you know they're former students? Well, I'm, who knows? No, maybe I mean, yeah, maybe know, it is yeah. students they know. Yeah. They're obviously, if they passed away, they're former students. Yeah. But I mean, that that's what they were saying they saw. So by the time they got treatment, they were hysterical they just right. pretty much dismissed it as mass hysteria mm-hmm. but i mean that's not really a medical condition and yeah. for everybody to be experiencing, experiencing it it's not necessarily yes. any less weird even if it is some kind of mass hysteria like why do they all have that um now this happened a couple of days ago this happened on the 3rd of july so not that not that long ago so yeah um, students at the nun Nungua Senior High School. school. Probably said that wrong, but it's about 20 female students, and they supposedly saw a ghost in their dormitories, and they were sent home. Apparently, none of the guys have seen a ghost before, but all the girls say they keep seeing it, Mm -hmm. or I've seen other figures, and uh, a lot of the kids got sent home. It seems kind of weird to me because when I started looking into this, there's a lot of other stories of students collapsing or people collapsing in right. these areas. In, in Ghana. Right. In Ghana or, in yeah. Africa, that general area. Yes, because there's a, another event that happened. Some of y'all may be familiar with this, especially those who um, are amateur ufologists or ufologists or anybody who, I guess, follows UFOs. Um, I guess... 
maybe longer than a year ago, there was an incident where there was a UFO spotted and it kept spinning and it was in place and it like broke out these major lights and there's a video out there and some of the people that were there uh, fainted and collapsed. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe it wasn't a ghost, maybe it was aliens. Or maybe like it was in a lot of these thing. stories, and it kind of ends with like, you know, something weird happened, the students collapsed, they got treated, everything's fine, but the mm-hmm. authorities are being kind of type-lipped about it. No Which much is information really weird to me because yeah. it's like, well, why? Right. Like, like what else happened, or what's happening, or what are the girls saying? I mean, because what we're getting is the information that was told by the officials that this is okay. They're saying that they saw a ghost, but what? What if it wasn't ghosts? What if it was aliens? You know what I mean? One of the physician specialists at the hospital said that most of the students were suffering from hysteria. Mm-hmm. They were rushed to the emergency room with some of them behaving abnormally. It doesn't really explain like what how. exactly, yeah. Um, but and then he says, but we found out that most of them were suffering from hysteria. They said they had seen things, some seeing ghosts, some seeing other students who are dead. Um, but then he said that, that currently the students are very stable and that they were waiting to see the clinical psychologist. So that's all that was really said by one of the doctors. Yeah. Um, but hysteria just means somebody being overly emotional, which used to be something people got diagnosed with a lot before. Right. Just like anything yeah. that was out of the normal. Oh, it's hysteria. It's hysteria. Well, when they couldn't explain it, right. it became this like it's hysteria thing. Now, you say that there was uh, there's other events that have happened like that. And yes, uh, a lot of events like that have happened, like the one I mentioned before. Um, and this article from Mysterious Universe mentions that and. A similar event in Tanzania took place in 2008, where 20 girls all rapidly fell unconscious during school. Um, There's been other mass collapses that have been reported around the world as well, but a lot of concentrations here in Africa. So yes, um, it looks like it's some kind of uh, paranormal or phenomenon of some sort that definitely uh, rings out in, in, uh, in Africa. Uh, which is strange um, occurrence, you know. Uh, if the authorities are hiding something, they're definitely not saying anything at all. Yeah, and there's been people that have said, oh, maybe it's like juju or some kind of like witchcraft oh, yeah, like stuff. Yeah. And it starts to sound a little bit like the Salem witch trials. Yeah. Kind of where everybody just kind of starts to get a little paranoid and think that mm-hmm. everything is, you know, some kind of weird superstitious occurrence. But, I mean, that's not what they're saying here necessarily. It's just everybody saw a ghost. But that's a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like 20 people saw a ghost. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't, it is, I don't know. It's just, to me, it just sounds weird. It doesn't explain a whole lot. Um, what's that? outside is it a whistling okay i heard it really clear in the audio oh it was clear oh yeah did it was like oh okay i think is it man because i thought i was like what is that like (laughs) it just sounded really weird um i don't know i don't know because we tend to record some pretty weird sounds in this uh no, that sounds like it's a bird or a chichara. Oh, okay. Cause I was a like, cicada. Ah, a cicada. This is a cicada. <laughs> um, 
Cicada. Cicada with this. Yeah. Um, and I guess um, well, there's one thing I want to mention before I guess we before we sign off, and it's only because I just saw it, and I think it's pretty interesting. And we, it's, you know, it's one of the things we always talk about. And unfortunately, our good friend Sai isn't here today, and he's always some, this is some, will be something right up his alley. He would definitely want to talk about. Um, so I will do him justice and mention this. <laughs> um, you know, unfortunately, Hoffman. If you notice, Hoffman's not here today. He's on. Um, he's on a, some kind of spiritual search somewhere in the woods. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the woods. He's down not trying in, to find Bigfoot. He's trying to find Bigfoot up in northern Texas somewhere. So he went down. He went down to Texas uh, to search for Bigfoot. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so this story that I came up across is uh, from our good friends at NASA. Uh, never a straight answer. Uh, they hunt for a mysterious meteorite that landed in the Pacific. Um, so they're trying to figure out. Well, let me backtrack a little bit. Uh, so the question is really, why is NASA trying to hunt a normal meteorite? A who? A regular meteorite. Oh. Why is NASA trying to hunt for this meteorite? And so. A lot of people in, uh, I guess, just say just the scientific community, but a lot of people um, who really want to know why is first of all, when did when the hell did NASA acquire a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> when, when did NASA, why not? But okay. But yeah, yeah, why not? But like, when when did they acquire a submarine? But you know, whatever. Um, so everybody wants to know why is NASA looking for a meteorite? Now the story actually begins back in March of 2018. Um, when uh, let's see, when residents Gray Har- in Gray Harbor County on Washington's Pacific Coast reported a sonic boom. Now this like w- this boom was really loud that it registered right um, with a lot of the uh, the seismic network. So this happened around 7 a.m. Um, that this was registered. So the um, I believe is the Pacific Northwest Seismic Network uh, was able to detect this around 7 p.m. Uh, the Seattle Times reported that eyewitnesses on the coast saw a flash. Now, three National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administrations, which is NOAA, uh, and the weather stations detected the meteor 16 miles off the coast. Now, after seeing the report, um, I guess the Mark Fries from the Cosmic Dust creator at NASA uh, and the Johnson Space Center uh, called it the largest meteor to ever fall in the 20 plus years. So that's why they're looking for it because it's like the one largest of the largest. One. Yes. And so based on the amount and the quality of data, they estimated that this is about 4,000 thousand plus pounds of meteorite so like again one of the largest to weigh a large vehicle yes yeah yeah and so obviously they wanted to see what kind of specimens i guess it may be carrying and so a lot of uh scientific reasons why they would want to have it right because it's a very large meteorite and it might be carrying um other like may possibly living things from outside 
right? From space or from another planet or from another... Is that how we get such weird sea creatures? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we had a conversation about the octopus, right? I mean, how it looks so strange and it's yeah, how, super abnormal and the brain how it has evolved how it has so evolved. much faster than... And it has all these, like, it's far off in the evolution scale that, I mean, the thing cloaks... It knows how to maneuver, communicates, it builds, it it can build a fucking habitat out of coconuts. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. Like it could break down coconuts and then build a habitat for itself. Like Like for it having been around as long as it has been, it's already far way more advanced than like a human being was yeah. at that point in time. Yeah, exactly. For the time frame, yeah, definitely. Uh for more far advanced. Um, so this. So uh, if they rise up, we're we're messed. We're, we're I mean we're, we're <laughs> fucked. <I laughs> we're mean, fucked. <laughs> well, lucky for that us, they're not gonna rise anytime soon. I mean, at least they're still you know. calamari for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but like um, so yeah, so they're looking for this uh, um, for this meteor, and they're looking to several locations. Um, so they've been going out there and conducting these sour, these sour, these seven hour long plus like, um, survey, I guess. They're trying to survey and figure out where, um, this meteor landed. Now they were able to find fragments, but I mean, this is fragments. And so, I mean, they're just still trying to find the large amount of, uh, of meteorite. So right now, um... It's more like a yes or no kind of a thing of what exactly why they're trying to get it. But I mean, it seems like it, they're trying to look for it because if it's rarity and size, um, it could definitely be a reason. I mean, obviously, there's more reasons than that. But, you know, NASA's not going to say. So, I mean, are they just doing a... A lot of people are saying they're doing a recovery type exercise because it, it is one, a large... A meteorite, and it's an opportunity to try to do a recovery exercise. And yeah, you know, you definitely want to do a recovery exercise on something like this. And if it's rare, yeah, you definitely want to go do that. Now, um, some people are not believing that this is just a recovery exercise. It's not just one of those things like, oh yeah, it's rarity, but it's more than that. Like, oh, we're not just looking for a rock. It's, yeah, there's it's more, more to, to it. it. Yeah. Such as? Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, I'm looking at some of the stuff and people are going really off off the grid with this, of course. I mean, everything yeah. from, you know, it's not a meteorite, it's a UFO. It's some kind of, like, object. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's all over the place, really. And so I'm thinking it might be just a meteorite. That's what I'm thinking. What are you? What are your thoughts? For it to be that public, I don't think they would want to make it that obvious. If it really was like a UFO that they're looking for. Yeah. Or I mean, if it's so known, then you know it's gonna be. Like, well, Thought of something dumb, but I was what? like, what are the odds? Like sometimes when these planes have gone missing, like what if they just got taken out by a meteorite? Mm-hmm. Someone slingshotting these meteors. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not like that. Aliens are slingshotting these meteors to like not knock out airplanes. That way, but no. I mean, what if it just like hits a plane? Because I'm like looking into it as well. And there's a uh, in 2013, an asteroid over 50 feet across and about 10,000 metric tons slammed into Russia. Yeah. And that was 
the most powerful strike since one that happened in 1908, where there was a large meteor that burned up in the atmosphere before hitting Siberia. Yeah. But that one released energy equivalent to about 185 Hiroshima bombs. Oh, shit. So that was in the atmosphere, I guess, where it lost a lot of steam. Yeah. But can you imagine? Like, I mean, we wouldn't be here. (laughs) Yeah, not a lot of people. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I can see why they might want to know what they're dealing with. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even if you have smaller pieces, like, what if they just fall and hit a plane? Like, crazy odds, but... Yeah. It's definitely possible. That would take out something flying. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) You definitely want to know what you're dealing with, especially in space and people uh, taking off on planes and stuff. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. It's NASA. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that one as well. Never straight answer NASA. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, that concludes our episode for today with our events or our, I don't know, our stories. Happenings. Our our happenings, (laughs) our stories from around the world. Um, Just stuff that we think you should kind of know or be aware of. Um, That, you know, something, a lot of these things get missed because there's so, so many other things happening and there's definitely constant stories and some of these stories we definitely post on our facebook and on our twitter page um so send us anything you know you heard any other stories that you may want to hear or you may want us to research and look up um or even talk about or whatever and uh we'll definitely you know we'll have a conversation with that and we hope to see you again and until the next episode see you later later right